everybody! Welcome to this mini movie review. This review is about 2007's Inside. Let me explain why I picked this movie. I don't normally go this far back unless it's like a special occasion or something, but recently on the horror movie streaming site Shudder, there was released a bunch of new French extremity or French new wave of French horror movies. And a lot of those were on my list of movies that I don't want to watch. I have other lists too, like in my head, I have this running list of, I don't know, like 10 to 15 movies, maybe not even that many, of ones that I just don't really need to see. That I'm like, I really don't need the images in my head. I know what a lot of it's about. And it's not that, it's like, I don't need to see it, you know? So I thought I'd pick one off my list and give it a whirl just to see, I don't know, I mean... It's not like I can't handle it. I just try to like watch what kind of images I put in my head sometimes, which doesn't always help if I don't look into the movie beforehand. Uh, there's been some movies recently that I've watched where it's like afterwards, I'm like, oh yeah, that's going to be a while till I can get that uh, vision out of my head. One that I recently watched, there's one I think from 1993, I think it's called The Untold Story. Didn't realize what that was about until I started watching it. I thought it was something else. And then it got it got pretty extreme to where I just felt gross after I watched it. There's a couple of movies on my list that I definitely will never watch. But this one I was willing to bend the rule a little bit on. So again, this is 2007 Inside. One reason I, or a couple reasons I probably won't be too fond of this movie. It's a little too on the, like it has too many things in it that I don't really, that gross me out and weird me out in horror movies. I kind of prefer to watch more of like a creature feature or like a post-apocalyptic thing or something like that, or even like psychological horror, things like that. This movie is about a home invasion, which those kind of movies kind of freak me out because they're more realistic. I really enjoyed the movie Hush. If you haven't seen that, that's about a similar type situation. And then there's also, like I saw Funny Games and I've seen some other movies, you know, that it's a little more, a little too real, I guess. I don't know. I kind of like to enjoy more of the movie instead of be more tense. It really depends on my mood. But if I'm just going to put on a movie because I want to enjoy it for fun, it's not usually something super tense. The other thing in the movie, so in this movie, is going to be, it's basically one woman is being tortured and attacked by another woman who's a stranger. And the main woman who is being tortured is a pregnant woman. And basically the other woman wants her baby. And I'm assuming she's going to try to take it out of her. And it's going to get pretty bloody, I'm assuming. So for me, I was like, that sounds like a lot when I first heard about this movie a long time ago. And so I'm going to check it out. I'm going to tell you some more real quick. Uh, so again, uh, it's called Inside. It's a French horror film. It was directed by Julian Maury and Alexander, or yeah, Alexander uh, Bustillo and stars Alison Paradis and Beatrice Dale. I'm probably not pronouncing those right. It is the first feature film from either director. According to Wikipedia, it received generally positive reviews from mainstream critics upon release and was particularly well received among horror film critics, noting it for being a genuinely scary and brutally violent example of the new wave of French horror. So we will see what that's all about. But it's on Shutter if you want to check it out. It's 82 minutes long. I'm going to go and check it out and I will be back to let you know what I think and if it was a mistake that I watched it. I don't know. So yeah, here we go. All right. (laughs) 
So I watched Inside. It's definitely violent. Very violent. It's very bloody. Very, very bloody. You know, I want to give them props. They did a really good job with the effects for a lot of the stabbing and the blood. The blood was very realistic and almost seemed like it had like a clotting factor to it. And it was just a lot of blood. The movie itself was fine. There's some parts in it that kind of didn't work for me. I'd probably watch it again, maybe. I don't know. It definitely made me a, a, a little squeamy and it definitely made me like pull away from the screen a bit and maybe even peek through my fingers and things like that. So again, Inside is from 2007. It is a French horror film. It opens up and this is one of the parts in the movie that actually I didn't really care for because I think it, it didn't look good. So it kind of pulled me out of the movie a bit. It starts out with like an in utero view of like a fetus in a womb, right? So it's in the womb and there's other parts later in the movie where it kind of cuts to that. So like you get the sense of like what the baby's going through while it's in utero, like pushed around and things during the attacks. I think if they would have just left it to the beginning, it still would have got the point across where you'd be like thinking about it a little bit. But the fact that it keeps jumping to it and the CGI for the baby really doesn't look good. Like it kind of just, it made the movie seem a little sillier. Like I think it would have been more visceral and intense if they left that out. So that didn't really work for me. But they show this baby and then there's some background like you can hear in like an ADR thing of someone saying, and it's kind of muffled and there's a reason for that. But it's, I guess you're hearing it from the baby from inside, but it's like, Someone saying, oh, this is my baby. Like, they can never take it from me. There's a violent car accident. Cut to uh, Sarah. Sarah is the pregnant woman. She's waking up in the car. She's bloody and she's pregnant. Then it kind of pulls back and you see, like, the top of the cars. And, like, there was another car they got in an accident with. And they both crash into each other's engines. And it's raining really bad. And it's just a really bad accident. So then it cuts to four months later. And it's Christmas Eve. Sarah is at the obstetrician and she's getting like some last minute scans and she's got some scars on her face and scratches that have been healed from the accident. So it's been four months later. She looks very depressed. I think she very, she played this very well of just being like grief stricken. I, I liked how she played that. That's another part of this movie inside that kind of really stuck with me. The feeling of grief and mourning and just how much worse can my life get and now I have to bring this baby into this world and try to be excited and it uh, was giving me like the Babadook vibes a little bit which I guess you could say the Babadook gave me inside vibes. Spoiler for the Babadook, the woman in that gives birth the day she's in a car accident, her husband dies and then every year it's almost just like you know a reminder of what happened and I think that movie is a good portrayal of mental health and grief. So it kind of reminded me of that. So back to Inside. So she's very, very pregnant. I wasn't thinking they were going to do that. I thought it was going to be like seven or eight months. And they're like, cool, come back in at 6 a.m. or whatever the next day on Christmas. We'll deliver this baby. It seems kind of weird that they would do it on Christmas. Like if they could just induce her, like why not wait till the day after or something? Because then they just let her leave. That's the other thing in this movie that kind of kept pulling me out. Like this woman is very, very pregnant. She leaves the hospital. Her mom, I guess, met her there. Her mom's name is Louise. They don't really get along right now. I think her mom's wanting her to find another partner or something to raise this baby. And it's Christmas. Sarah just wants to grieve for her husband and relish in the silence before this baby shows up. It's supposed to be a little boy, I believe. Her mom's like, come over. It's Christmas Eve or I can come to you or whatever. And Sarah's like, no, I just want to be alone. And she really can't walk very well. Like she's very 
pregnant. Like she keeps grabbing her back like she's in pre-labor and things like this. And I'm like, okay, like I can see why the mom would be worried, but she leaves and they're like, okay. So she drives to this park and Sarah is a photographer. She usually takes pictures of like, I guess, a little more like dangerous situations. And right now there's these riots going on. And so that's important to remember. There's these riots and because she's so pregnant, she can't be there to take the pictures. So a lot of the cops are busy with that. So that's another thing to kind of remember. It's Christmas Eve. The cops are busy. Her employer, Jean-Pierre, is this older man. He's like 50s, 60s. He shows up and he's the one who's going to take her to the hospital the next morning. Her mom was offering to, but she's like, no, just he's going to take me, whatever. She gives him her keys, which I think is weird. I mean, it comes back later for the movie, but if he was going to come pick her up, I don't know. I don't know why he needed the keys. She's like, cool. She gives him the keys. She goes home. And she lives in this place that I think the number on the house was 666. Maybe there was a one before it, but okay. Kind of this flat roofed house kind of thing that has these floor to ceiling windows on both on like two sides where you can use these shutters to kind of close it. That freaks me out. I, I couldn't have a house like that with like the open wall or like even a glass door, like glass in my door, I think would freak me out a little bit. So she's got these shutters open and she goes in her house and she has a cat. She walks in, there's this little black cat and immediately I'm like, oh, well, he's going to die. And then you're looking around and I can notice like she likes to knit. So there's some knitting needles there. I'm like, oh no. She likes to do like other crafts and stuff. And there's like a lot of cream colors everywhere, like on the wall. Like it's just a very stark kind of living room. And I'm like, this is going to be some sort of bloody art art project coming up. I'm just like prepping myself for everything, you know, because so far nothing crazy has happened. So she goes into the dark room because she's a photographer. She has her own dark room built in there and she's looking at pictures of her husband and how they were happy and she's trying to just imagine him there and things like that. And she gets this knock on the door. And so she goes to the door and there's this woman. And I believe she's just credited as the woman. So the woman is like, hey, can I use your phone? My car broke down. And Sarah keeps putting her off. She's like, no, all these other excuses and stuff. I just, I can't, I'm pregnant, my, my husband, you know, all this stuff. So then the woman calls her Sarah. So then she's freaking out. So then the woman disappears from the door. And so Sarah's running around making sure everything's locked up. She gets to that window and the woman's there in the tall window standing there. She's got like, like a jacket with a hood. It's really dark. She's also got like black gloves on, like those black driving gloves where it's like, oh, you're either driving or you're going to murder. So she's got her murder gloves on. Sarah's like, go away. She takes out her camera and she starts taking pictures of the woman. You know, it's kind of like Texas Chainsaw, but not quite. And the woman's just standing there and then the woman hits the glass and it cracks a little bit and she takes off. And Sarah's like, I'm calling the police. So she calls the police. And then instead of like calling her mom necessarily, or like just, (sighs) she stays at the house, which I know like you're probably worried the woman is outside. So I get it for now. But she goes to the dark room to process these pictures she just took. So the cops show up, it's this woman and these two guys. And instead of having them take her somewhere, which is what I probably would have done, she just shows them the picture and they're like, oh, we can't do much with that. And it's like, you can still kind of see her in the dark of the picture. Like you could lighten it and figure it out. But these cops are like, it's fine. I'm sure she's gone now. Even though Sarah's like, she knew my name. So the cops are like, we'll come back in a few hours. We'll have someone do like a checkup on you. She's like, okay. So then after she develops the photo, she then, after the cops leave, she calls Jean-Pierre, her employer, and she's telling him about the picture. She's like, I want to try to get this lightened. Something happened tonight where this woman came by. So then knowing that she'll see Jean-Pierre in the morning and they're going to figure out this picture, she just like leaves it on her couch and she's starting to fall asleep. She's getting tired. Cat's running around and she just goes to bed. And like this night seemed to last forever. So I'm not sure if she went to bed at like eight o'clock or what, but 
She goes upstairs and there's just like these loose pills hanging out on the shelf of her bathroom mirror. And she takes these two pills. I guess they're sleeping pills or maybe antidepressants. There's also a really good scene that I thought was pretty creepy where when she's on the couch and almost falling asleep, you can see that the woman has already, I think she's already in the house. You see her face standing there in the darkness and then it's really creepy because you don't really notice it. And I was like, ooh, I like that. So it's like, you already know she's in the house. So Sarah goes to bed. The woman is going through her house and she goes, the woman's like, oh, cool, she's sleeping. And then the woman goes into the bathroom that's like right next to the bedroom and they're upstairs. This is upstairs. She goes in there, she's looking around the bathroom and this is another thing that kind of bothered me. So this woman, I understand she's mentally unwell. She didn't bring anything besides her murder gloves to this thing. She didn't have like a backup plan. She didn't bring a weapon. She just kind of freestyling it. So she gets up into this bathroom and luckily enough, she finds a huge pair of craft scissors or whatever, like they're huge. Like it's almost comical, like they're really big. Thank God she found those because these scissors come into play a lot in this movie. Had she not found them, I, I don't know what she would have done. So she finds the big thing of scissors, like just really big metallic scissors. And she finds this jar of like rubbing alcohol because I guess she wants it to be sterile. I don't, I don't know. She goes back into the bedroom. So she pulls back the shirt of Sarah's pregnant belly and she takes the scissors and kind of like runs it along the belly. And I'm just like, oh, I don't like any of this. She kind of like pokes her in the stomach. She punctures her belly. And then uh, when Sarah tries to fight her off, like Sarah wakes up. She's like, oh my God, you know, she's trying to fight her off. And she immediately knows who it is. It's like, oh no, she got in the house. So she's trying to fight her off and she ends up getting stabbed uh, also like across the mouth. So she has this cut across her face. So they fight and then Sarah runs off and locks herself in the bathroom. She's starting to bleed a little, but not too bad. But then her water breaks. And so now she's going into labor, which is like, well, yeah stress and she was so close to giving birth anyway and so now she's you know starting to go into labor like a little bit it gets delayed a little in the labor but you know it's coming then the woman's trying to get into the bathroom uh sarah's like what do you want she's like i want your baby i want a baby and then there's a really good line that i thought was kind of funny where sarah's like what kind of maniac oh no she was like what kind of man would fuck a maniac like you or something i thought that was kind of funny so then jean pierre shows up and he has keys so he just like walks in because he got that phone call So he was like, I should probably check on her, which is like, good, you probably should. So he shows up and he thinks that he runs into the woman and he thinks it's her mother because he hasn't met her. So he's immediately just like, oh, hi, Uh, how's it going? How's Sarah? And the woman's like, oh, it took her forever to fall asleep. And then Louise, the mom, walks into the house. And so I kind of like all the tension here because it's like, when's it going to go down, you know? And immediately Jean-Pierre's like, excuse me, you just walked into this house. How dare you? And the mom is like, um, I'm Louise, her mom. And then before Jean-Pierre can even like put it all together, because he did see the picture on the couch and stuff, but it's, it's hard to tell who it is. There's like some screaming from upstairs or some sounds and stuff. So Louise is like, oh my gosh, it's my daughter. I'm going to go check on her. So Louise, the mom is heading up to the stairs and she gets to the bathroom. And so by now, Sarah's like armed herself. She grabs like some knitting needles or something. She's like, I'm going to take out whoever's up here. I don't know what's going on. So her mom goes to open the bathroom door and Sarah screams and stabs her mom right through the neck. So not even like, not even just like in the neck, like all the way through the neck, like through um, the opposite end, like from ear to ear. (laughs) This is when all the like the blood starts happening. She pulls the knitting needle out. She's freaking out because she just killed her mom. Her mom is like spraying blood everywhere it's gross it's all over the wall it reminded me of uh i think the scene it was a little like dario argento i think it's a uh, tenebrae i think was the movie where the blood went all over the wall from the like it kind of reminded me of that but it was all over the place and then the mom falls down dead upstairs 
So that's when downstairs, Jean-Pierre's like, oh, like he's starting to figure it out. So then Jean-Pierre's like, oh no, what's that? So he takes off running upstairs and he sees the mom is dead. And he, then he, you know, he realizes what's going on. He turns around on the staircase. As he's running up the staircase, you see this pair of scissors go through the back of his knee. And it's gross. And then he turns around and then she takes the scissors and just stabs the hell out of his genital region and then kills him. So he dies and everything. And then she's up there. The woman's up there sitting there and like trying to get in. She carves a little like hole in the door of the bathroom. Sarah's losing it. I mean, she's, everyone's dying around her. She doesn't know. She's kind of in labor. So the woman's sitting like across from the bathroom and the little black cat comes up. And of course she, she pets the cat and then she breaks its neck. So the cat is dead. It cuts to some of the cops. The cops that are going to come over and check on her. They're different cops in this time. It's these two guys, um, maybe three guys, and a guy that they picked up from the riot. And so they show up. So the woman comes downstairs and she answers the door and she's acting like she's Sarah. And she's like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And they go to leave. And she, I'm like, oh, come on. They go to leave. And then that's when the cops is like, well, she wasn't pregnant. So two of the, the two cops go back and they've left the other guy and a guy that they're watching because they don't have it like, it's not like in America or whatever, where there's like a thing that keeps them trapped in the back seat. Two of the cops go in and they're like, we notice you're not pregnant. And then that's when the woman, she stabs the one guy in the eye with the knitting needle, the cop, and kills him. So it's just like all these deaths one right after the other. The second one is trying, it gets upstairs and is trying to help Sarah. He gets shot in the back of the head. It was a pretty gross scene. His head like explodes. Because after the one cop died, she has a gun now, the woman, so then she uses that. So that's all over the place. It the, goes all over Sarah. There's a scene, too, where Sarah gets her hand through the door, and the woman comes up and grabs the scissors and sticks it right through her hand. So the third cop shows up, and he's got the prisoner in tow. And the prisoner's like, I don't want to be here. And he's got him, like, on this leash that's, like, tied onto, like, his handcuffs, right? And they're tied together. And they run upstairs, and they see Sarah. And they're like, okay, well, we need you to go hide or whatever. I don't know. We're going to call the police, like, the ambulance and things. Because I think it's kind of hard to get back up tonight because of everything going on with Christmas Eve and the riots and things like that. So, you know, he's like, we're going to get you help. Going to be okay. And then the power goes out. So the woman turns the power out. There's also another part in the movie that I didn't really care for. When she starts killing Jean-Pierre... And I think the second cop and stuff, there's these, this high-pitched, like, scratching noise that kind of seems a little weird. Because it wasn't happening in the other kills. So it's like, I don't know, sometimes it kind of makes this weird sound when she's stabbing someone. That kind of makes it a little silly. So that I didn't really care for either. Sarah gets out of the bathroom. She realizes, you know, that the cops are, are all dead and everything like that. Sarah has, like, a vacuum attachment that she hooks a knife to, which was kind of fun. I thought that was kind of fun. But then it gets stuck in the one cop and he's wandering around, like, kind of weird. And so that seemed kind of comical. Maybe they're trying to, like, balance out the gore with the comedy a little or just, like, make it a little bit spaced out. But Sarah and the woman confront each other, right? So they're, like, fighting in the kitchen. The woman takes a toaster, I believe, and hits her upside the head tries to like choke her and all those things and they're like stabbing at each other there's a point where sarah has to give herself like a makeshift tracheotomy which i don't think would necessarily work very well but she takes like a knitting needle or something and stabs herself through the throat so she can breathe but then it's bleeding all over so then she has to take duct tape and like tape it closed like it's just everything's a mess by now this is towards like the last third of the movie you know everything's just all over the place there's a fun scene where the woman goes to like light a cigarette in the kitchen and like smoke it in front of her right when she lights it sarah grabs like a can of oven cleaner or something sprays it in her face it burns the woman's face really badly they confront each other again you know like they're fighting and stuff and then that's when you realize which i kind of figured i started figuring by the the second half or so this is the woman who was in the other car in the accident she was pregnant and she lost her baby 
because they don't show her in the beginning they just show another car so she's upset because she lost her baby and she wanted sarah's baby so that's basically what this is there's a really gross scene too where like that third cop's running around and he's kind of like weird because he he got attacked and he's kind of blinded and he can't see really well so he like takes this his club and smacks Sarah in the pregnant belly, which was gross, and like a bunch of fluid and stuff comes out, which I guess that's supposed to be her water breaking, but I thought it happened earlier. I don't know. So now, like, she's definitely in labor. So she's running around, and she's trying to get out of there. She don't, She's really disoriented. She's got her neck all duct taped up, and then there's like this really big scene on the staircase. So they're back on the staircase. Blood everywhere. Everyone's dead. Sarah's in labor. She's laying there. She's covered in blood. Back out comes the scissors, and the woman pulls up her shirt exposes her belly, and then in a very, very gross scene, gives her a cesarean right there on the staircase. Blood is literally just pouring out down the stairs like a waterfall. She pulls the baby out. Sarah dies. She bleeds to death. I thought maybe the baby would be dead, but I don't think so, because then there's a scene where the woman's sitting there. She's got the baby all wrapped up. She's all, like, messed up looking, and the baby starts making a little bit of crying sounds, and then that's how the movie ends. So, I guess they're implying she's gonna raise this baby. God, I hope not <laughs> for, the, for the baby's sake. But it's like, at one point, I really felt for Sarah because it's like, she's grieving her, her dead husband. She's supposed to give birth to this baby that everyone's like, oh, you're having a baby that's so exciting. Her mother, she just killed. And then her employer's dead. And she's all scarred up. And it's like, how is she supposed to, if she did survive this, like, how are you supposed to just be like, yay, my baby, you know, after this? But yeah, that's the end of the movie. The woman gets the baby and then it just kind of ends like that. The baby crying and the woman's like all messed up. So I don't know. I really thought the baby was probably going to die from it, but it didn't. All in all, the movie was fine. It was definitely, I wouldn't say it was like overtly gory, but it was definitely overtly bloody. And the stabbing, I'm not a huge fan of. I would watch it again, probably. It wasn't like the worst thing I could have seen. I did kind of pick a movie off my list that was probably going to be a little more bearable. But no, it was fine. It's not really my thing. I thought it was well presented. I think they did a very good job in most of the effects. It was well acted and everything had a lot of tension. So if I was going to rate 2007's Inside, I'm going to go with Knitting Needles. I would give it 5 out of 10 for me. It's not quite my thing, so that's more of like a personal preference, but I would give it a 5 out of 10. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this mini movie review.